Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello once again and welcome back to another episode of Father and Sundays, the unexplainable guide to absolutely nothing. This week we are on episode 62. 62. And we are talking about the Tudors. We certainly are. Anyway, stick around if you want to hear more. I will. Well, hello again, Dad. Hello again, Connor. How are it's you nice doing? seeing you since I saw you a little while ago. Yes, well, you've always seen room. me quite, yeah, quite a lot of the time. So, yeah, we live together. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Why does that sound weird? That shouldn't sound well, weird. That we live together. Yeah, I know. What, like Bert and Ernie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Which one are you? Um, I don't know. Okay. Elmo. Elmo. Oh, no. Watch out. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. How's your week been? Has it been okay? Um, honest answer or podcast answer? Are they not the same thing? No. Oh. Podcast answer. Yeah, it's been all right. Um, Honest answers, um, it's been all right. <laughs> okay. Well, I can guess what one part of it is. Yeah. Right. Because uh, I'm really hoping this is not something that becomes a habit on our podcast. But we've had some other sad news, haven't we, this week? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say or should I say? Uh, I can say. It's fine. Um, after a bit of a struggle and, well, quite a period of struggle, a number of years... Things have just gradually got worse, and at the start of the week, we had to make the difficult decision to uh, put Bilbo to sleep. We did indeed. Bilbo yeah. being our dog, yeah, of twelve years and some about twelve and a half, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he just he had a number of cysts, and I think one pushed his leg out of place, and it just he was struggling to get up, stand. He and was walk really and, struggling, yeah. and we did say at one point that. If he got to that stage, we'd have to make some difficult decisions. And I think we made the right decision and, he, you know, we were all with him. But unfortunately, yeah, we haven't got a dog yeah. anymore. Oh. Yeah. We've only got a cat now and he's an idiot. We've got so, fish. Yeah, we've got fish. But oh, I don't I really interact that as well. with fish that much. Yeah, but you, well, you oh, had we the fish about, like, oh, yeah, we last, about yeah, last week. Don't go over the same thing again. No, see... They're the, doing very well, just as an update. Oh, great. I'm really pleased. Have they got changed to the right colour yet? Well, no, I think based on the environment they're in, based this dark room, um, and ah. they're, they're not going to really colour up as much as they should. However, once they're in their actual tank... What are they um, called? Rummy Nose Tetris. Rummy. Do you know, I keep getting it wrong. First of all, it was Runny Nose Tetris. Yeah, and he, then it was, because I know they've got supposed to have red sort of thing. I thought Ruddy Nose Tetris, but it's Rummy Nose It's Rummy Nose. Like if they've had a load of rum, your oh, nose goes wine? red. Yeah. Like pirates. Yeah. yeah. Red noses from drinking too much rum. Excellent. Okay, <laughs> is that it then? For Do you want to know their names? Did we go over their names last week? Oh, you're not giving them names again. Have well, you? look, there'll be a, there'll be, there'll be Jack. Oh, there'll God. be Daniel. Why? There'll be Bacardi. Why? There'll, Why are you calling them these names? There'll be, there'll be uh, Captain, and there'll be Morgan, and there'll be White. Right, I get the Bacardi, uh, Captain Morgan. Uh, Jack Daniels yeah, it's oh more, yeah. god's sake why why though why are you naming them after malt whiskey and well the whiskey thing was I just needed to to, to link to rum but it's kind of the rum thing completely. yeah it's different yeah you're right yeah so they're rubbish names well you come up with better names then alright uh, well Bacardi's rum yep. so you're okay with that one yep and then white rum 
Yeah. Captain Morgan's a rum. Is it a rum? I don't know, actually. Oh, I, I don't drink rum. Come, I think we need to come back to that because, or not at all, but I don't think that Jack Daniels definitely isn't appropriate for a ruddy nose fish. <laughs> right, anyway, what are we talking about this week? Um, we are talking about the Tudors. Right, so bearing in mind... Uh, and I would also like to correct myself because in the intro I accidentally said Tudors as if they're a chewy, but I meant Tudors. As if they're Tudy. <laughs> what are you talking about? But it's with a T, so isn't it? In it? It is with a T, yeah. Um, now, bearing in mind, I mean, last week's one was Easter. The previous week's one was King Arthur, which I got a fair bit of uh, individual criticism from yep. a yep. particular member of the public. Um, I've I've gone into this one with a with a bit of trepidation, um, but being the person I am, I've really invested quite a bit of time in this now. So I've kind of... I have a little bit of an interest in it anyway. Uh, I mean, I've seen the uh, the musical Six. I've seen and Black Adder. And yes, yeah, and I've seen Black Adder. Uh, and I love the it. The second, yeah. Um, so... Was it called The Second? No, it was called Black Adder 2, I think. Yeah, it was called Black Adder 2, and then the third one was called Black, Black Adder, Adder the third, third. And then it was Black Adder Goes, goes fourth. fourth. Yeah. Right, anyway. Very so, clever. the Tudor period... Tudor was, and this is going to blow your mind, from the 22nd of August, Whoa! 1485. That's my birthday. But I was it wasn't my birthday at that point. No. To the 24th of March, 1603. So they've, oh, the anniversary has just gone by. Uh, yeah. Okay. Of it ending. So, that's 117 years uh, 214 days I calculated. So quite a oh, period sorry. between the two. Yes, yeah, so you're saying however, however many years and this amount of days, not that amount of days equals that amount of years. No, no, no. no. I'm saying How many days is it in total? Well, then you, how many, what's 117 times? Uh, no, I'm not even going to go there because <laughs> you're an idiot. Right, you're so an idiot. how many monarchs in that time do you reckon there were? Um, I, I kind of know. Hang on. Bear with me. One, two, three, four, five. Five? There were five. Yeah. And they were kings and queens. How many kings and queens do you know? Three kings, two queens. So, pee-pee's three, foo-foo's two. You're right. So, the actual kings and queens were Henry the, the seventh. seventh. The set together. Henry the Eighth. Yes. Edward the Sixth. Wow, you do know this. Mary the First. Elizabeth the First. Although she was called Elizabeth at the time. Well, so would Mary, wouldn't she? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, fairness, I mean, obviously. they were probably all just called like. They didn't refer to. They don't go Henry. They didn't just go King Henry the Eighth every single time. I know we call her Queen Elizabeth the Second now, mm. but we just call her. Queen Elizabeth, most of the time. We do, we do indeed. Um, so, in, in a general conversation with her when we meet up with her at a weekend. Like we do. So, the pub. each one of those particular uh, kings or queens, um, really, the Edward the Sixth and Mary the First, their reigns were fairly short. Um, well, Edward the Sixth was really only a kid, wasn't he? He was, and we'll come on to that. But uh, Mary as well. I mean, it was there was there were lots of problems. Well, the thi- the whole thing with the the Tudor thing was the um, the big thing with the Protestants and the Catholics, wasn't it? It was indeed that kind of went throughout the the entire period. I'll be honest though, the, the one I forget about the most being part of the Tudors is Henry the Seventh. Why is that? Just because he's less interesting than Henry the Eighth. Well. Yeah, I mean, they talk about Henry VIII a lot more. Henry VIII obviously... is like one of the, as as in in the in history of the British monarchy, I think Henry VIII is one of those key names. Yeah, and because of he was notorious as well for what he did and how he behaved, and and obviously the all all the stuff around his wife. Do you know anything about Henry the First? Uh, he was the first of the Henrys. Yep. Yep. 
So I do. My point being, though, there's so many yeah, in I the know, British monarchy. There's so many. I, I know there is, but, you know, it's it actually... Um, Queen Elizabeth II will be remembered because she's the longest reigning monarch. Yeah, she's the longest reigning monarch. And But when you think back to Elizabeth I, that was incredible then, and obviously following her, Victoria. But not following her, but... As yeah. a next person, that, and and it's interesting they're all queens that that's, and when you look back at that time, um, Do you reckon it's more it because was, you were very vulnerable anyway. It was horrific, you know. You, you only had to be caught on the wrong side of favour, and that was your lot. It wasn't just you were out of favour; you were probably uh, out of breath as well. And as a woman. As well as a queen, that's got to, uh, from what I've read and what I've seen when I've watched these things, is even worse, you know. I mean, because Queen Elizabeth, when, when she was born, it was a, uh, it's a boy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes, no, but well, she well, hasn't well, got, well, again. hasn't got a winkle. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to let you go and Blackadder again there. So Henry, a boy without a winkle. <laughs> <laughs> Henry the Seventh. He was from, as I said, it started on 22nd, so he was the first one, 22nd of August, 1485. So that when he was coronated? Yeah, so that was when he became king, yeah. So, uh, what, what, so basically, bearing in mind that he's the first, the Tudor family then, yeah. to to power, Tudor family, they're all kind of the same family anyway, but um, what what happened to the one before him? Wow, right. So what, what meant that they had to change family? Um, oh, you don't I know. think if I remember, I think it was just. I can't try and think who was before him, but it was just that. Uh, Wasn't there a thing between the Tudors and the something else? No. So basically, there was the War of the Roses. So yeah, that was, was it. Yeah. So uh, there was between Yorkshire and Lancashire. Wasn't there Richard? Was it Richard the First? It, it was sort of around, sort of Richard the Third as well. Um, or am I thinking third? Yeah, Richard III, I believe. Now you're starting to take me off into things that I hadn't looked up recently, so I'll get it all wrong and get... But I remember the War of the Roses, wasn't it? There was so the War of the Roses. So Henry the, Henry the Seventh, um They kept taking back the throne and he stuff like Basically, that, the thing with him is he came in... He was sort of exiled for quite a lot of time in France and that because... That's what I mean. They kept swapping over one thing yeah. to another and all the rest of it. I mean, his claim to the throne came through his mother and was pretty tenuous. Um, for a start, for a woman, rather for, from his father, and by illegitimate descent as well. Mm. So, but at the time, it, it, everybody sort of rallied around who they thought would be the strongest or who they thought would perhaps unite and at that time they needed to unite the uh, the country there was all sorts of problems in the north and and this was an english monarchy at the time as well yeah um so like i'm just separating it from british basically monarchy. he secured his claim by marrying elizabeth york daughter of edward the fourth and niece of richard the third so here we start bringing it all in as well and Basically, that's when the Tudor Rose was born because that's the two different. You've got the red and the white, and yeah. and that's where that's that's by marrying someone from what was seen as the opposing, um, or trying to oppose his rule, it sort of brought it together, and it actually did. I don't think he was seen as a particularly charismatic king, or um, that he did uh, anything too tremendous but one thing he did it was quite peaceful in his time yeah it was quite i think peaceful. this is the thing is with with if there's nothing too notable because that all comes around with his son really doesn't it mm, that when it all went a bit um so just a few things about him he was a big fan of taxis yep. used to get him everywhere never walked right <laughs> and right. he used to get money on the pretense it was for war against France or Scotland and then just used to keep it to himself. Yep. Right, so he's you know, just lying his own pocket, really. Uh, he arranged for his eldest son, Arthur, to marry Catherine of Aragon. So we're starting to get towards mm. that sort of time now. Um, 
They got married, but six months after the marriage, Arthur died. Yep. So then they all all starting to say we needed an heir. He needed there needed to be something there. So then he tried. I mean, he he had another son, a younger son. What was his uh, name? Uh, it wasn't his name was Henry. Yeah, okay. um, but he's uh, he had a his wife was pregnant again. He was quite happy. Apparently, that whereas you see with a lot of these royalty that there's a lot of adultery. Um, he seemed to be that there's no record of him actually having mistresses or that, but I think it probably did happen, but not quite at the extent of his son. But basically, um, his wife was pregnant. Um, she gave birth to a daughter, but she died after that. And then after that, because of this business with Catherine of Aragon, he suggested that he might marry Catherine of Aragon. Now, bearing in mind the age gaps between these yeah. things anyway, but that didn't seem to matter one bit. But no one really liked that, and there was a lot of um, uh, a lot of people went up in arms about that. So in the end, he suggested Catherine could marry his other son instead. And that's where we get to the part where you've got, eventually, Henry VIII. Father and Sundays present Things You Didn't Know That Happened Ages Ago On the 4th of March 1829, Andrew Jackson became the 7th President of the United States of America. Jackson was a lawyer, general and statesman and spent eight years as president. When he died on the 8th of June 1845, many wanted to pay tribute to the president in a dignified and befitting manner. However, at the funeral, President Jackson's pet parrot began swearing loudly at everyone and had to be removed. So we're on to, uh, well, we already mentioned him briefly, but Henry VIII we're on to now, yeah? Yes, so when Henry VIII... Henry's dead now. He's dead now, right. I reckon they're all dead, actually. Yeah, they all are dead now. They're dead, Dave. Um, Henry VIII, so 22nd of April, 1509, through to the 28th of the... Of January, <laughs> of, of, of January, <laughs> of the 1st of January, 1547. So right? how long was his reign there? So his reign, Connor, what, you're talking about his reign, are you? Yeah, I'm talking about his reign. Uh, well, his reign, 38 years. <laughs> Right, so so this is Henry VIII, right? This is Henry VIII. He's he's a he's geezer. a bit of a lad. He's a bit of a geezer, right? He's he's six foot four for a start. Yeah, he's quite tall, especially he's, around that time. Around that time, that's ridiculous. I thought. Do you reckon it's made up? Do you reckon he wasn't actually that tall? Probably not. No, um, he was quite athletic. You yeah. know, he used to do a lot of hunting. He used to do a lot of riding. He used to do lots of different things. He was quite intelligent, sort of by all accounts. Yeah. Uh, was, We've actually seen his suit of armour. We have we? seen his... Now, that would suggest that he actually was that tall. Yes. Because actually we, we'd know if he wasn't based on his suit of armour, wouldn't we? Yeah, no, probably. But he was he was quite, quite a big bloke for the time, really, because people weren't that tall. He was probably quite freakish in a certain way. Like a way. rugby player. But for a king, I suppose that was quite cool. not rugby players are freakish, but... No, no, I'll tell... Yeah, we'll go down and tell him that, shall we? So... What do we know about him? Oh, well, I think he started off all right. I think he he was a bit of a wild cannon at times, but I think he started off all right. And I genuinely think he loved Catherine of Aragon, who he married on the 11th of June, 1509. How much did he love her, though? I think he loved her quite a lot. He was 18 at the time when they got married and she was 24, so she was an older woman then. Mm. Um, I imagine for all throughout she was the older woman. Well, she was, yeah. Yeah. But I think think there was something quite genuine there. But he wanted a a son, didn't he? Yeah. So, I mean, this is what's the most important thing, it seems, with these. Well, the thing is, he's... uh, So, with... Catherine of Aragon, he did have a child, didn't he? He did, which was Mary. Mary the First. Who went on to become Mary the First. You're absolutely right, Connor. You do know your stuff. Um, she was a devout 
Catholic, mm-hmm. which was never a problem at the time, really. I mean, there was obviously Protestants and Catholics. Can you keep that down out there? Can you hear all those pots Yeah, I hear Mary the 416th downstairs. Down, downstairs, the making a lot pads. of noise, yeah. Uh, she was five foot ten, so she wasn't that small. For goodness sake, what's going on? Do they not know there's a podcast going on? Um, red hair and hazel eyes, apparently quite... Five ab- tens the same height as us, by the way. You. Us. Uh, <laughs> quite beautiful, by all accounts, Spanish lady. So they were quite happy. They had Mary. That was all good. But he wanted a son. And then he started getting a bit bored because, yeah. you know... She was very, um, as I say, she was very serious about her religion. She didn't like his indiscretions, obviously, because he would. He was. Uh, he seemed to believe, or he felt, and this happened throughout his marriages that if his wife at the time was pregnant, that meant he was okay to go off and sleep with other women. I mean, he did that anyway, but it was almost like a a because. At that time, they they used to because they worried about disease and things like that. The 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 pregnant woman would be have a period of time indoors, away from in her, in her chambers, away from everybody else to stop anything happening. So uh, he just used to go off and do what he does. But that was well known, you know. That was pretty much. And he used to have affairs with people within the court, so they all talked anyway. So it must have been a really difficult time. Well then course he start he sees this other woman doesn't he and this other woman's quite interesting quite intelligent has come over from france uh her name is Anne Boleyn. Mm-hmm. right five foot five <laughs> apparently i don't know where this yeah. i did but you know i did have another uh catherine of aragon liked to wear odd socks apparently right okay right Anne Boleyn. so by this time he's he's thinking right i want to be with her now and uh, you know it was a bit of a, a bit of a problem there. He's already married, so what does he do? Ah, oh, he gets a divorce, doesn't he? he? Well, he tries to get an annulment, and he basically bases it on the fact that she was married to his brother already, right? Prior, prior to so so he should have an annulment for it. But the old pope, he's having none of it. He's saying no, 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 no because that's how he talks, right? Right. He's saying, no, 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 I'm not having none of that. And and so, you know, uh, I need to say King Arthur then. Um, Henry's saying, well, I'm, this is going to happen. So what does he do? He sets up the Church of England. He goes against the, the Catholic Church. Yep. He has the annulment. He marries Anne Boleyn. He marries her uh, in secret, first of all. And then on the 25th of January, 1533, he formally marries her. He's still got, she's still, Catherine of Aragon's still around. She's still near. He moves her to different parts of the, you know, of, of wherever he's living at the particular time. This Anne Boleyn, black hair, dark eyes, six fingers on one hand, apparently. Now, that's not true. They, they did start to say it, but apparently it's not true. So, right. Um, she uh, favoured stronger cheese due to a nasal impediment uh, but that was cleared when he got the ump with her because he met someone else then in the court so he got bored with her she was 29 at the time he was 41 on, we still, we're talking about Anne Boleyn Anne now. Boleyn right well he, she, they had a kid they did have a kid they had a kid but did they have a boy? No, they Queen Elizabeth the first. They had, they said, "I name you Queen Elizabeth the first. So yeah, so again, another girl. Yep. At that time, we thought, "Oh, this is not good," no. but oh, we we didn't. We weren't there. No. But people thought they wanted a boy. They wanted a boy. But when you think about these women that were born at that time, they're incredible women. They grew, they yeah. grew into incredible women that really shaped the future of the country. Anyway, Mary's I, I realised it. Yeah she, yeah, she was, yeah. So basically, off with her head. She yeah. was the first one to go. So he's divorced. It's very famous. He's divorced, beheaded. He moves on to Jane Seymour, oh. not the actress Jane Seymour. Jane Five Seymour. Five six, by the way. Lovely she is. She is lovely. She's 28. He's now 45. 
They marry in May in 1536. They are in love. They seem to, everything seems to be going um, really well. Um, she could go cross-eyed at Will, apparently, which really amused him. Yeah. Um, Who's Will? Why was she going cross-eyed at him? Well, he's just someone in the call. Um, they had a child, right? That child... Had Willie. Was Edward. Who do you reckon it was? Edward? The first. Yeah. <laughs> Not the first. Third. You goon. Sixth. Sixth. I forgot which one it was. Because he would end up becoming... I said Edward was sixth at the beginning, so... But she dies shortly after giving birth. Yeah. And Gutted. he did love her. But, of course, then he's on the market again, isn't he? So he's, he's travelling around Europe. He's trying to find out. They didn't have, like, uh, profile pictures in those days. So no, or, twi- or port- Tinder. Portraits. So he had a look at this portrait, and this was this Anne of Cleves from sort of Germanic area in Europe. He and he thought, I it. quite liked it. Quite liked it, you know. So he arranged to marry her. He was 49. She was 25. Uh, she could weight lift or bench press 50 uh kilos um she was six foot very athletic um but they, she didn't like him he didn't like her he looked at her and he thought she looked nothing like the picture the it's always the case it's filters isn't it it must have been but by all accounts she was quite a clever woman she ended up with a awful lot of uh, estates and money and everything else right but that was uh, he divorced her I, I mean it was it was in the same year i think he married her uh, basically on the grounds that um, the marriage wasn't consummated because he couldn't sleep with her because she was so ugly. Right? Bearing in mind, he was 49 there and she was 25. He was starting to get quite obese by this point. So he's divorced her then. He's on uh, the next one. There's a very young girl in the court. He really likes her. He tells her that she's like everything to him. Um, he's now 49 She's between 15 and 19, um, which is a bit of a worry in itself, isn't it? So she's, fo- she's age. five foot ten, brown hair, apparently. Um, like to drink, though. Um, she was sort of a young girl. She she was already in love beforehand. Obviously, then he decides he wants her, so that has to end. Everything has to end. Yep. Uh, he couldn't really perform, um, so... You know, she, by all accounts, I'm not sure that she was quite the adulteress she was painted to be, but, and I mean literally painted, because they, you know, obviously they couldn't take pictures at that point. Um, no, they ran out of film. And basically, to cut a long story short, because they were married for about a year and a bit, she was beheaded. And she was beheaded on the grounds that she committed adultery. But he was a sad man. By that time, things were... He was a paranoid man anyway, but he was, you know, he was a shadow of his former self. But then along came Catherine Parr. Now, Catherine Parr was more of a, a nursemaid to him. It was sort of helping him out in uh, in his latter years anyway. Uh, she caused a lot of problems. He, he at one point was going to have her beheaded because he, he felt that she was overstepping the mark. But she kind of brought Mary and Elizabeth back into the frame as well. And Liz. Major, and Liz, yeah, back in the frame. To sort of um, had had them sort of much more part of his life. Yeah, because they kind of got removed. They actually got sent off somewhere, didn't they, at one point? Um, yeah, yeah, they did, and uh, sort of as if they didn't even exist. Yeah, but he brought them back. She brought them back into the fold, and it, by all accounts, sort of helped him to the end. Uh, big fan of Watsits was Catherine Parr. Watsits, um, yeah. Um, I feel like these facts you've made up. No, uh, obviously she outlived Henry. So as the rhyme goes, divorced, beheaded. beheaded, died, divorced, beheaded, survived. Yeah, but she's not alive now. No, no, she died in 1548. She was a very clever woman. She wrote lots of books. Um, facts about King Henry. Yes, he was tall and athletic. He became morbidly, morbidly obese, having to be winched in and out of bed and onto his horse. And they had to strap three horses together just to take his weight. And how did they strap them? With straps, especially... Belly to belly and one just on straps. the bottom. Yeah. He was an accomplished musician. He founded the Church of England, as I said. 
He was a hypochondriac. Mm. Right, I'm very conscious that of um, time. Yeah, time, we're gonna have to briefly. I'm briefly gonna, but there's not a lot to say about this. So when he died, Edward the Sixth came into power. He was nine at the time, so yeah. that's ridiculous. Shows he, you how quick he got through his other wives, though. Um, absolutely. Right. So uh, Jane Seymour obviously was his mother, not the actress. Um, he. Reigned from 28th of January 1547 to the 6th of July 1553, so not for very long. Six years, Six isn't it? years, yeah. He then become quite ill. He was terminally ill. We knew he was terminally ill. And he died um, in the July in 1553 at the 15, age of 15. Yeah. When he was ill, he named his first cousin once removed, Lady Jane Grey, as his... Uh, like a what's you call it? Eh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, excluding Mary and Elizabeth, um, but nine days after Edward's death, Mary deposed Lady Jane and, and became the Queen anyway, which we know then didn't work out particularly well. So Mary the first, she reigned for about five years. She was obviously Catherine of Aragon's daughter. Mm-hmm. She. This was where it very much became a bit of a. Between the Catholics, because didn't she flip it back to Catholic? Uh, yeah, so it was flipping between Protestant and Catholic all the way through these particular And this ones. was the one where it flipped back to Catholics. Exactly. Because, um, I mean, her mum was a Catholic. Yeah, so that's the, exactly that, exactly the way it was done. But she had a lot of, she wasn't very well at all. She had a lot of forced pregnancies. Wasn't her, she the one that was called Bloody Mary? Uh, I don't know if that was... Mary Queen of Scots, or it might have been this Mary. I'm because not sure. Because I seem to remember, she, didn't she um, kill a load of uh, people to do with the kill a load of Protestants? Well, they did. She all killed a, a huge amount of the opposite religions of what they ever they stood for at the time. It was ridiculous. Yeah. There was it was absolutely awful. And Elizabeth did exactly the same as well. So basically, Mary the first. How times have not changed. Yes, quite. Uh, Mary the first, lots of false pregnancies, lots of problems, a lot of mental health problems. Obviously, we see that now, but they didn't realise at the time. She was quite against uh, and thought Elizabeth was plotting against her. But I think right at the end, uh, she decided and had come to peace with it. So she, when she died, obviously, Elizabeth the first came in to play Anne Boleyn's daughter. Mm-hmm. And then she reigned, I mean, 1558 to 1603. So what's that, 43, 45 years. Yeah, she lasted quite a while. Quite a while. Um, Lots of things have been said about Elizabeth I. Quite an incredible woman. Um, What was the famous saying she had? Although I have the belly of a 1970s darts professional, I have the heart. Of a lion, isn't it that? No, no, I doubt that. Something like that. that. The things about her, obviously, I'm going to whistle through here. She contracted (laughs) smallpox in 1562, which left her face scarred. So she took to wearing white makeup. Yeah, you do see things like with her very pale face. Uh, The insurance song. She never married. Uh, is often referred to as the Virgin Queen, which is quite unlikely. I don't suppose she remained a virgin all the way through. She certainly had some quite close relationships with particular people. But she was never, yeah, because she was never married and also never had any kids. No, and she often just and it infuriated everybody that she didn't took a take her husband from likes, you know, from a foreign nation to build bridges and whatever. Uh, not literally. Apparently, she swore like a docker. Right, she was absolutely filthy. She used to say all sorts of things, and quite lightly. She had huge rages as well. She used to go off on one every now and again. She had black teeth because she loved sugar. She had sweets with everything. But she had kind of a cult following as well, and all her devoted followers used to blacken their teeth so they could be like her, right? just so they look a little bit like her. And obviously there was the fact that we talked about... She liked polos, didn't she? What? She liked polo sweets. Did she? Yeah. Oh, okay. She got that from Blackadder. Oh, dear. You can't just... Do you remember the time-travelling one? Yes, I remember the time-travelling one. He gives a polo, doesn't he? And obviously, we talked about this other fact in conspiracy. She was, in fact, a he. (laughs) 
So there you go. That brings you up to date. Obviously, after that, it was up a Jacobean. So after Elizabeth, it changed again. I mean, obviously, it was Elizabethan period when she was in, but it was part of the Tudor era. Yeah. I mean, when, when she died, it uh, moved over to, wasn't it the King of Scotland or something? So then next one, he well, he was. He, he was, you know, uh, so he kind of united the two. United the kingdom. Yeah, um, and then it changed. But uh, I mean, it was such a uh, ridiculous. He was a cousin. He was a cousin of them. Yeah, even the times when they say that it was peaceful, it was incredibly volatile. There was, there was at every corner there was someone who literally would knife you in the back. There was plots and counterplots, many lies, many people being killed. It, you know, when you think about what you say about today, well, there's different things that happen today, but certainly our royalty is nothing like that. No, because they don't have the same power. level of power. No. Because even, I can't, I can't remember what monarchy it um, was, but didn't it, they got rid of the monarchy briefly. Um, for Many in, countries in, have. Well, no, in here, I seem to remember there being like oh, the, well, you, the monarchy, no, yeah, yeah. there was the mad king or something so like that. Ja, ja, uh, Charles, no, so you're, you're talking about Oliver Cromwell. I'm talking about Game of Thrones. No, <laughs> the Roundheads and the Cavaliers. Yeah, and the, and there wasn't there a. Um, so yes, there. Yeah, yeah there that was, was a sort of Charles the First, Charles the Second. In between that, I think that was a sort of time period where the we monarchy became, went for a yeah, bit. Yeah, we became a. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The monarchy went for a bit, and then they came back. Yeah, but with the parliament being in charge. Yeah, so you running had, the country. You had it. Yeah, so you had it completely. You had just the monarchy, then you had just Parliament, then you had a combination of the two, which is what we've got today. Yeah. Basically, the Queen has to sign off on any rule. She does, although I don't know that. I, don't I think, think she, that's tradition she, rather than anything yeah, else. Yeah, she, she signs off on every law. However, if something... It's because she has to base it on decisions by the public and by Parliament. Yeah. Then she she's not going to go against something. Like, for example, Brexit, even if she didn't agree with it, she'll still sign yeah, off on it really because it's been voted for. She's not allowed an opinion, yeah. So there you go. Unless it's about football. Facts, that's, facts, facts, mate. She supports West Ham, doesn't she? She does support West Ham. <laughs> facts, facts, facts. Superb this week. No one's going to find fault in that. Are you sure? I'm sure. So you've written a song for us then, Dad? Yes, I have, Connor. I've written a song. It's about another famous uh, celebrity within the Tudor period and beyond. And it's a certain Sir Walter Raleigh. First name Walter, second name Raleigh, born in Devon, might have been a Friday. He could sing and write and dance, and he spent some time in France. The Queen took a fancy to this dashing fella, but Walter took a wife and forgot to tell her. So Lizzie locked him up and threw away the key, until she needed him to go to sea. Spanish, he searched for gold, he brought tobacco to smoke. He had nice hair, which at the time was quite rare, he was an all-round top bloke. The opposite of boring, Walter loved exploring, liked to find new vegetables in a foreign land. Pulled us back some spuds in some large round tubs, not to mention he's nicely tanned. He was popular in court, his company people sought, he had plenty of exciting tales. He was tall and brave and tough and had a sizable large ruff. But a bit of a unibrow the Spanish he searched for gold He brought tobacco to smoke He had nice hair which at the time was quite rare He was an all round top bloke He fought the Spanish he searched for gold He brought tobacco to smoke He had nice hair which at the time was quite rare He was an all round top bloke Wally, Wally, Wally Riley, Wally, Wally, Wally Riley, Wally Walter, Wally Riley, Wally, 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 Wally. Wally, 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 Wally. <laughs>
Well, that was a really good song, Dad. But now, we must go on to a game. We must go on to a game, yeah. Um, now, this game, uh, we t- I just said, mentioned there about Walter Riley, so Walter Riley, and you heard a little bit about what he was all about within that song. That's what someone else is all, all about. about. Oi. William Shakespeare, the scourge of the student. Um, obviously hugely significant within that time and beyond that time period as well but had that connection and beyond and I just hear Buzz Lightyear yeah he had that relationship with Elizabeth I where he used to write stuff for her and she, they were her sort of uh, players they were the, the the Queen's company sort of or the King's company but they sort of they wrote particular plays and she she enjoyed those particular ones. Isn't it interesting, though, we don't actually know what William Shakespeare definitely looked like? No, we don't. I didn't know that you knew that. Oh, was that going to be so something that de- comes up? He's depicted as being bald. Yeah, um, a bit of yeah. hair around the edges. And really, I Monk think like one, of his, one of his uh, close friends sort of said yes he did look a little bit like that when he saw a portrait that someone had painted because he was quite... He wasn't like the... He was well-known and certainly made some money out of being an actor and and writing the plays uh, within London. But he wasn't... You know, he made enough money to buy a, a... quite a fantastic new house as it as is actually called, really imaginative, considering he was a playwright. Um, but... He, you know, it's since then, and you know, a lot of his stuff was published after his death. So, you know, although it had been used and it had been, you know, as a play, it was after his death that he really became what we know him as to be now. But yeah, I mean, thirty-seven plays. Been around his house. Uh, we have been to many places that he frequented. Uh, he had red hair, five foot seven, apparently. Bald, so the thing mark. is, they red hair, and that's something that's depicted in different ways, yeah, depending where you look. Absolutely. Married with three children. So you're saying these things as well, but you're saying about five foot seven and stuff. Yeah. No one knows what he looked like, so we don't know. know that's true. I know. We can um, guess based on his clothes, though. When he died, he left in his will the second best bed in the house to his wife. Not the first. No. <laughs> just the second best bed in the house and also this Will's coming up again isn't he the what? person who kept, they kept crossing their eyes out yep he's there two of Shakespeare's plays have been translated into Klingon Hamlet and Much Ado About Nothing he, as I say he never published any of his own plays John Hemmings and Henry Condell did it after his death and there was a period of his life I think about five years when he was younger, there's no record of him whatsoever. And they've often talked about the fact, did he write them? Because he wasn't known as being particularly intellectual. He, they weren't even sure if he was literate. Um, I think there's some... Well, he made up words, didn't he? Oh, he certainly made yeah. up words. Lots of things that we now um, use in conversation and his sayings and that all came from him and that's incredible what a legacy that is all these coined phrases and stuff yeah. I, I, I feel like even the word coined might be coined from him it might be actually I don't know what that is um, so there were some examples of his signature that looked really sort of like he can't hardly write and the, the people have said all along that maybe he didn't write them but I imagine he did right or at least co-wrote them with other people which he openly did on certain things anyway that's a little bit about Oh, Willie, right? Yeah. The quiz this week. Would you like to run the sting for me? I wondered if you'd remember. Do you want a quiz? I've got a suggestion. Shaky or fakey? That is the question. What a lovely sting. It was, wasn't it? A lovely yes. sting. Right. Okay. Shaky or fakey? Here we go. Shaky or fakey? Yeah. Shaky or fakey? I'm going to read you out a quote. Yep. And I want you to tell me, is it a Shakespeare quote? Or is it, when I say quote from one of his plays or, or his, you know. Yeah. Or 
is it not? Is it a fake one? As in one you've made or it's up? Not, no, not one or, I've made up, but it's something from else. Elsewhere. Right. So you've told me, sorry, just to go over, you told me at some point in the last couple of days that this wasn't a multiple choice quiz. It isn't. It isn't. It's true or false, or it's shaky or fakey. So it basically give me the multiple choice of true or false. Yeah, but it's not like free choices, A, right. B or C, is that like the, we normally that do. That's what we normally do. Choice? That's not what we normally do, isn't it? So don't get... What I have done... It's like astronaut or false or Yes, it is like that. Or myth or real. Or murderer or hurdler. Um, what I did do is I realised that when I looked at the Shakespeare quotes, they weren't very as Shakespeare-y as I thought they were. Because I'd found an app that you run through a particular sentence and put it in Shakespeare speak, right? Yeah. So I then ran the original through Shakespeare speak as well. So it slightly changed it. So <laughs> all of them are... Shakespeare speak. All of them to are make fake it consistent. Spear. Well, kind of. But no, just, just go along with this. Right, question one. To line owneth self be true, and till wilt fall, followeth as the night the day, thou canst not lend beast force to saith, sir. I'm sorry, Dad. This is mental if this is all going to be like this. I did not follow a single word of what you said there. To line owneth self beast true, and till wilt followeth as the night the day. Low counts, not then beest false to saith, sir. I'm not sure you're following it either. I, am. I feel like I'm gonna have to translate that into modern English because I, I, I don't have a clue what that said. Um, fake, shaky or fakey, fake spear. That is Shakespeare, my to lie own self be true, and it must follow as the night the day. Thou canst not then be false to any man. See, that's why it makes sense, because it makes sense anyway. Right. I still don't have a clue what that means. Question two. Mine own mama at each moment have said, life was liketh a boxeth of chocolates. <laughs> Lee never knoweth what thou art going to receiveth. Right, fake spirit. Fake spirit. That's Forrest Gump. Oh, by the way, that last one was Hamlet, at one, scene three. Yes, that was my mama always said. Life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get from Forrest Gump. Question three. Cowards kicketh the bucket many times before their deaths. The valiant never gust of death but once. I feel like kick the bucket is something that Shakespeare came up with. Um, I'm going to go Shakespeare. It is Shakespeare. The actual quote is, Cowards die many times before their deaths. The valiant never taste of death but once. Right? Which was from Julius Caesar, Act 2, Scene 2. But, you're right, kick if the bucket. Kick the bucket was a phrase that he brought in. And when I put it through the Shakespeare app, that's what came out. Question four. The did Rob Yon smiles. Steal something from the coistrel. I'll say it again. The did Rob Yon smiles. Steal something from the coistrel. Don't know what that means, so Shakespeare. It is Shakespeare. The Rob that smiles steals something from the thief. A fellow act one, scene three. Question five. I've not, I've not read or seen that either. The worst things in life cometh free to us because we are just under the upper handeth. That's um that's a fake spirit, isn't that an cheering? It is a cheering. <laughs> that is the worst things in life come free to us because we are just under the upper hand. That's I, eighteen I by Ed Sheeran. You just mentioned that a bit earlier, no? I mentioned A-team, yeah, because white lips, pale face. Yep. Oh. Question six. It's that exact song I mentioned. <laughs> I hast a dreameth, yond oh, mine right. own four dram children, shall one day liveth in a nation where those gents shall not be est judged by the colour of their skin, but by the content of their character. So that was 
a fake spear or a fakey, and that was Martin Luther King Jr. It was indeed. I have a dream that my four children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the colour of their skin, but by the content of their character. Because I really don't think they cared about the colour of the skin back in Elizabethan times not. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Question seven. Uneasy lies the headeth, yond wears the coronet. I'll say it again. Yes, please. Uneasy lies the headeth, yond wears the coronet. Uneasy lies the head. Shakespeare. It is Shakespeare. Uneasy lies the head that wears the crown. King Henry the Fourth, Act 3, Scene 1. Question 8. How many are there? Ten. Thou art going to needeth a bigger boat. <laughs> <laughs> that one got you. Got you into a cough. Uh, that's a uh, fake, fakey. That's fake, fakey, fake spear. You're going to need a bigger boat. It's from Jaws. Good night. See, Good that's, that's often misquoted because it's often misquoted as we're going to need a bigger boat. It's you're going to need a bigger yeah, boat. Yes, yeah. you are. Yeah, you're. Good night, good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Yond I shall sayeth good night till I beast morrow. That is Shakespeare and I feel like it might even be a Romeo and Juliet. It is good night, good night. Parting is such sweet sorrow. Shall I sh- sh- that I shall say good night till it be morrow. Romeo and Juliet. Act two, scene two. This is your final one then. It's the final question. Since the dawn of Sir is very much not yond longeth, as every galaxy was confirmed <laughs> in less timeeth than doth take to singeth this song. Since the dawn of Sir is very much not yond longeth, as every galaxy wast firmed in less time than to doth take to singeth this song. I really like how much you've struggled with some of these. Uh, that was uh, Shakespeare. It's Shakespeare. Do you know what it is? No, actually. Is that Star Wars? No. no. Since the dawn of man, it's really not that long, as every galaxy was formed in less time than it takes to sing this song. The bare naked ladies... That's the Big Bang Theory theme. Right. There you go. That's the end of my little quiz. I apologise. Quiz. I apologise. Ow. I just whacked my elbow. I really apologise for getting really angry in that first question. But I thought all of them were going to go that way. Well, look. Look. What happened was, I'll give you a little bit of background now. That first question was, I thought, I've got a great idea. Right. I hadn't had any ideas about how I wanted to do it. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to do this. I'm going to pick different ones. I could run them through this app. But when you run them through this app, it was much, so much more Shakespeare-y than the actual Shakespeare, so much over the top, that what I should have done probably is just toned it down a bit. Yeah. But then I thought, oh, what I'm going to have to do is put the Shakespeare through the Shakespeare app and make that more Shakespeare-y. And so that will throw you out somewhat. Well, it's t- tended to not make much sense. You can it's a bit like using a Theosaurus, or sorry, not a Theosaurus, a Thesaurus, for, oh God, I can't believe I said that, for every word, like jo- Joey in Friends. Yeah, see, this is the thing. And I think that works more like a Thesaurus yeah. or a Theosaurus yeah. rather than... Rex. Um, yeah, Theosaurus Rex, rather than... Um, like an algorithm, I would have assumed it'd be work more like an algorithm than the fact that it'd um, look at his work yep. and then based on a certain number of work, like even the one you said about death, kick the bucket. That's almost them just gone, right, right, someone's dead, so let's kick the bucket. Mm. That, that, that time he used that phrase, we're going to just throw it into any time someone used the word death or dead or whatever it was. Yep. So that's basically it. But there you go. Yeah, it's another quiz. It was another quiz, but yeah, it was slightly a, it different. Was, I got very angry at the start because I thought it was going to be ridiculously hard, um, but I realised very soon after that um, 
the ones that are a little bit more confusing were definitely the Shakespeare ones. Oh, you're the system, did you? Yeah. Good for you. Well, I got I was pretty bang on each time after those after that first one. Yep. Well, indeed. Yeah. Well done. Thank you very much. Please, yourself. Give yourself a little pat on the back. Pat F on the back F. Mm, right. Maybe we should stop that now. I think we should. And maybe with that, we should wrap up the rest of the podcast we as well. We will wrap up the rest of the co- podcast. Have we had any uh, communications? Nope. Right. Okay. Well, luckily, I haven't been sort of uh, hounded this week. So uh, we live to fight another day. But. I feel like if someone did want to send us a message, they absolutely could do that. That could be done either by email, contact us at fatherandsundays.com or uh, via our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. They're all available. You can comment on those, but you can also like and share uh, those as well. But we also have a website, which is fatherandsundays.com. And on there, we have a contact page where you've got a form that you can fill out. Uh, you can leave us comments, suggestion, question or complaint or something like that anything you really want um and write that there it, don't, it doesn't even have to be something that we share on the podcast either it can just be, we've had it before where people don't want it to be shared in the podcast so we just read it but we don't talk about it on the podcast so you can do that on there as well but if you want us to read it that's available to you as well um also got the episodes available on the website but they are also available on your chosen podcast platform Wow, you sounded a bit like radio DJ then. You can also rate us on various podcast platforms, including Spotify and iTunes. Okay. Is that it? Uh, yes, I think oh, they've got the store available on, online as What's well. What's happening to your voice? Don't you don't you tell me about, about radio. Yeah. All oh, right, and you're going to continue with yeah. that. Yeah. That was I'm a criticism. Ca- Hello, my name is Connor Harding, and you are listening to Father and Sundays. <laughs> you can also go on our website at fatherandsundays.com and go onto the store page. You can help support this podcast and keep it going by buying something. Or no you could just... No one's buying anything from you now, are they? Or you could just put up with the listening to the adverts at the beginning and the end of the podcast because it helps oh, keep yeah, us going. Oh, yeah, forgot about them. Yes. Uh, okay. But yeah, if you can just put up the advert, uh, there will be something you'll likely be implementing that allows you to remove those. Uh, but for now, for now they're there. Okay. So uh, listen to them, and it helps just support this podcast a little bit, even if it's just pennies. Yep, that'd be good. Okay. Okay. Bye then. Oh God! <laughs> Please no. Can that be the end of that? Yeah. You don't want me to do the. We should do a radio episode where I do the voice entire time. Oh, I don't think even I could listen to that, and I listen to all. No. Yeah, well, think. Yeah, that's a great idea. Sorry. Uh, yeah, okay. Sorry, top one. Okay, well, I'm going to say uh, bye bye, Bilbo. We're going to miss you. Yeah. And bye bye for me till next week. Bye! felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 